scary basement. Each week, me and my friend Roxy are drawn inexplicably and supernaturally to this basement, which is full of burned husks of men and boys, the king of all skeletons, a haunted ninja with a checkered past, and a snowman that comes to life to spend time with his children, who are evil. I'm Mikey McCuller. And I'm Roxy Polk. Roxy, let's start out, as we always do, with the scariest things that happened to us this week. What went down in your life outside the scary basement that spooked you to your very bones? Um, Before I answer that question, I need to ask you a question first, Mikey. Okay. Do you like ice cream? Ooh, yes. Not as much as I like a warm, fresh-baked chocolate chip cookie, but yes, I do absolutely like ice cream. Okay, do you like eating, like, two gallons of ice cream? Ooh, Yes, not as much I like eating less ice cream than that, but sure, yeah. Uh, Well, let me tell you, I had to do that because the fridge broke and uh, everything started going bad, so I didn't want to lose out on the ice cream, two gallons of ice cream, (laughs) and I did my best, had to throw away a lot of it. And Roxy, you famously buy two months worth of ice cream at a time. It is true. So you never, you don't like going to buy ice cream that often. There's never going to be an ice cream shortage in this house. Are you kidding me? What kind of responsible adult would I be if I let that happen? That's too bad. How long was it out for? Um, I don't know. Like, I think I had gone out to do some errands and like my roommates were at work and came back to that. I was like, wait, this is what's going on here. Oh, Mm. (laughs) oh, the fridge is broken. I can't put my groceries in the fridge (laughs) because it's broken. It's fixed now. Did you lose all the other groceries? All the all the other like fish and uh, rice and fruit that you had in your fridge? Did you just like those are gone? That's fine. Ice cream, we got. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I think there was some uh, other frozen prepared meal stuff that I had, but then my roommates, one of them really likes fish. Oh yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> so of. That's, uh- <laughs> the, the, not the most disgusting thing, but the thing that, you know, the next thing that, like, if your fridge or freezer is broken, the thing that's going to go fastest. Yeah, no, you got to get rid of that meat and can't trust it. <laughs> got to swallow that fish. Oh, no, <laughs> the, the trash can can swallow it. Um, What about you, Mikey? What's the scary thing that happened to you this week? Okay, so I had a little bit of a scary time. Uh, I went to Minneapolis to see some family and... Well, that sounds uh, fun, not scary. Also, okay. to see a pro wrestling show. Roxy, uh-huh. Hangman Adam Page finally won the AEW championship, and I was there. But, is that your so favorite? Spending... Is that that's good? Yeah, it's so good. That's okay. so exciting. <laughs> uh, I love Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> so I am in Minneapolis for about a week, and uh-huh. I don't have a car there. So if I'm going to meet any of my friends, I have to take an Uber. So this was the first time that has ever happened that I ordered an Uber and got a ride from a gentleman, and then later in the week called an Uber and got that same gentleman. Oh. And so the first time he picked me up, I had just come from a baby shower. And it's like one of those little like baby shower gifts. They had like the couple likes coffee a lot. So they got like chocolate covered espresso beans. So I gave him some chocolate covered espresso beans. And, you know, he was like, oh, I've never had these. He's kind of excited. He's like an older guy. Okay. And the second time I saw him, I was like, hey, you remember me? I gave you the chocolate covered espresso beans. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you. Uh-huh. Let me let me tell you a story. <laughs> um, Okay. And he goes, you know, I've had a lot of jobs. Uh-huh. I was a school administrator, and I I was I was just like, I was in the school, and I was looking outside at the kids. Uh-huh. And they were, you know, five or six years old. It was an elementary school, and the kids are dealing drugs. 
And so I went outside and I said, hey, you can't be doing that. And they beat me up. The kids beat me up. What? And one of them had a rope. And he hogtied me. What? And threw me. <laughs> and threw me, Roxy, in an igloo. And it I was like, an igloo? What do you mean? What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, they they had Wait. built an igloo that they were going to throw me in. And they had me hogtied. And I was like. Did they build the igloo after they hogtied him? Well, I was like, no, they didn't. (laughs) None of that sounds real. None of that sounds like a situation that happened. What? It was an insane lie. And I don't understand why he told me it. And I was just like, I'm stuck with this man for at least another 20 minutes. Because here's the thing about driving in Minneapolis. Everywhere, to to get anywhere, it takes either 15 minutes or 30 minutes. Those are the two amounts of times it takes to get anywhere. So I was on a 30 minute trip and I was like, I'm just stuck in here with this insane man who hallucinated children dealing drugs and then thinks he got hogtied by them or is so desperate for my approval that he made up this story thinking I would believe him. So best case scenario, he doesn't respect me. And also just like, what kind of a story is that to make up? Like, what do you want people to think of you by saying that story? Like that you got... The hog type by children and put into yeah, an you're igloo. not strong. Yeah, and also that like elementary school kids were dealing drugs. Is that supposed to be like the point of it? I don't understand. I don't understand. I I also don't understand. And I just like sat in the back and shivered, Roxy. I would I too. Shivered. This is why I never take an Uber, Mikey. You're proving my point yeah. yet again. Why we're getting the stranger's no, car on your own? But I didn't have to bother any of my friends, so. That was helpful. I mean, I'm sure they really appreciated you being stuck in that car with a crazy man. Did He didn't uh-huh. have the child locks on, did he? Oh, yeah. I, I tucked and rolled out of there. Okay, good. <laughs> At least he got out of there. There's a few scrapes. Oh, boy. Roxy, here he comes. Our dear sweet friend, the Demon Bot. Demon Bot. Mikey and Roxy, you were assigned the 1986 film Chopping Mall, directed by Jim Winorski and starring Kelly Maroney, Tony O'Dell, and Russell Todd. Did you watch the film, or will I be able to claim your souls on clearance? I did. I watched it. I watched that movie. Okay, good. Good, then your souls are safe. Roxy, we're keeping our souls. I I love this dance you're doing, but I have a feeling you're gonna be (laughs) disappointed. For now. See, <sighs> I put all that effort into the dance. I like the dance, though. You should keep the dance. Bring it back. <laughs> yeah, I was doing a little uh, uh, putting my fists up by my face and kind of doing little circles. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, here's the secret to dancing, Roxy. I learned this not too long oh. ago. Uh, you just got to yes. be brave enough to move your butt. Yeah, that ma- that tracks. You move your butt to the rhythm. You're a good dancer. That's all there is to it. Doesn't matter what you're doing with your hands. Be moving them, but just move your butt. Okay. That, that's what talk about chopping mall. Time. Yeah, let's talk about chopping mall. <laughs> Speaking of moving your butt, <laughs> chopping mall. <laughs> this is a butt-filled movie. Uh, for so- anybody listening at the scary basement cellar door who has not seen Chopping Mall, get ready for a plot recap. We open the film with a robber smashing and grabbing a necklace out of a mall jewelry store. He is then subdued by the pursuing security robot who gives him a little shock and makes him go to sleep until the authorities arrive. We learn then that this is just a film being shown by Dr. San Simon of Securetronics Unlimited to a gathered group of entrepreneurs who own stores in the mall. We learn that these robots have been purchased to patrol the empty mall at night after the doors are sealed shut. 
Meanwhile, a group of teens plans to hang out in the mall after close, having the entire place to themselves for drinking and sex and debauchery. The girls plan to hook their loser friend Allison up with the guy's loser friend Ferdy. It goes about as well as you can hope. Everybody has sex in the same room. And Allison and Ferdy have the loser version of sex, which is almost making out. I mean, they they got to watch that horror movie, right? Watching a horror movie within a horror movie. They watched a horror movie on TV, yeah. That's <laughs> pretty, pretty sexy. Pretty, Get out of here. just as good as sex. Losers! Uh, unfortunately, that is the night uh, lightning strikes one of the computers at the mall and activates the security bots, turning them all into kill bots. After murdering a guard and a janitor, the kill bots go after our teens. Our first couple, Mike and Leslie, are cornered by a killbot who cuts Mike's throat and then, holy shit, <laughs> explodes Linda's head. <laughs> and it's that head explosion that lets the other teens know, hey, something's not right with these robots here. The girls climb into the air vent to escape the now sealed shut mall while the guys go into the sporting goods store for weapons. As the guys blow up one robot with a propane tank, one of the girls, Susie, decides to get out of the air vent and go save her boy Greg. Even though, why would she think he was in danger anyhow? One of the killbots ends up burning Susie to death. Hiding out in a restaurant, the teens decide to go after the robot's central control unit. You shut that down, you shut down the killbots. But on their way to that terminal, Greg gets hucked over the mall railing. One killbot just grabs him, sends him on over. Roxy, these teens are dropping like flies. An attempt to trick the killbots with mannequins gets Linda and Rick killed. And Ferdy gets knocked unconscious, leaving only Allison up and moving. She heads to the paint store and hurls various glops and colors all over the place. Then she tricks the robot into going inside, lights up the chemicals with a flare, and kills it in another big explosion. Allison did it. She survived. And her reward? Ferdy wakes up, and they get to be happy little losers together for the rest of their lives. Aww. Aww. What a film. Sure was a film. <laughs> Chopping Mall. <laughs> Roxy, did you like Chopping Mall? I can't tell if I like Chopping Mall. Um, I I don't know. I think I enjoyed it as a piece of horror history, but uh, hmm. at times it felt like kind of boring and like they were definitely padding for time by having these people like crawl through a vent <laughs> forever or just sit and like look sad <laughs> in, th in this department store on the floor. See, like, I, I feel like I could read that script and I knew like, oh, I could I could cut this scene. I would trim this fat a little bit. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. I was editing it as we watched. I think the set is the funnest part. The set is the funnest part for me, I think. You know, it's a Los Angeles mall. Is it still around? I don't know. Oh. And I'm, I could look. <laughs> Do we want to? I'm not going to. Yeah, it's fine. We don't need to. You I don't can care. Cut <laughs> I don't care. So cool. I do it's know a it's a Los Angeles mall. <laughs> it, it's very cool looking. It is a cool looking mall. Here's, here's the thing. I think the bigger question about this movie is like, what role do you see schlocky silly horror playing in the realm of horror movies, right? Because like this movie is, I don't think good, but it's so much fun. Yeah. And one thing I couldn't quite tell, like, at the time, this was considered, like, schlocky, right? Or was it supposed to be scary? I have to imagine it was. You can't imagine it was? I have to imagine it was. I oh, mean, okay. think about, like, Yeah, that's the thing the I 80s. couldn't tell. I couldn't tell, because I was like, it, it could have been, yeah, since it's, like, an early 80s movie. Is it 82? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, yeah, they hadn't maybe mastered that kind of concept yet. So I was like, this is supposed to be played straight, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's got, so, um... I'm going to get all of these facts wrong. 
I'm just going to preface that. But okay. it's directed <laughs> or produced by a... Um, God, now I can't even... Okay, now killer I do robot. have to look it up. Produced by a killer robot. cut all this. <laughs> uh, Corman. It's produced by a Corman. It's not Roger Corman, who is famously like a schlocky movie director, but it's like produced oh, okay. by his company or uh, it's got the involvement of a Corman, maybe his wife. Mm. Um, but I think it's kind of in that same vein of these like super schlocky, like silly, stupid movies that know they're silly. Also, the appearance of Barbara Crampton, who is like kind of these hor- one of these horror legends who has been in a ton of movies like this. Uh, I know she was in she Castle was in this Freak. Okay. Yes. She's one of the teens. Oh, okay. So she's kind of like an original Scream Queen? Yes. Yeah. She's in From Beyond. She's in Reanimator. She's like one of these oh, actresses okay. who like appears in these types of movies. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like with all of these pieces lining up, it's like this is a truly silly cartoon movie yeah that's a good way to describe it like cartoon violence is how it very yeah. felt like very much felt like that and then but what is so wild to me about this movie and i think maybe why it's got some cult status is like it's a cartoon and then every once in a while it's really brutal it like get it's like surprise we're not a cartoon when th- there's a scene where a girl's head explodes uh-huh and it comes out of nowhere. Like, we've it seen really, a guy get his does. throat slashed. <laughs> and it's like, okay, we're going to see, like, off-screen killings. It's going to have, like, yeah, you know, he was some light movie makeup. Yeah. Which I remember thinking that was strange. But I guess it's because you're supposed to not know he's dead when he's discovered later when it's, like, of course <laughs> right. he is. <laughs> yeah, he he's the first guy to run into the killbots doesn't survive. Yeah, never. But it like I I almost feel like for me that was like leading me down a path of like oh this is going to be played super silly and not that serious like there's it, it almost feels less severe like the difference between seeing a guy get his throat slashed and seeing a guy who has had his throat slashed I think yeah. is kind of the difference between like I don't know R rating and PG thirteen well I think the difference is how effective effects are him mm. get when you see the prosthetic on his neck it looks like a prosthetic. And when you see the uh-huh. girl get her head exploded, that no, in no way looks like it was an actual human head. <laughs> like, uh-huh. none of the effects seem convincing. The robots look like they're made out of cardboard. <laughs> and, like, as they're screaming away and running away from it, it's just, it's so funny. Like, <laughs> it's hard to take it seriously. But I think that's one of the things that makes it charming, is that um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got these silly over-the-top special effects. Even if it's somebody's head exploding, it still looks ridiculous. I would argue that seeing the head explode in the way that it does, which is like she's like running away from silly, stupid lasers. And then one of the lasers connects and her head bursts. And it's yeah. so sudden and so violent. And all of her friends are watching. It's like a really bad way to die. She like stops running like, to like to set up so they can blow it up. And while yeah. her friends are watching her from like the glass <laughs> panels of the mall shop that they're in. That scene was like really upsetting to me. And I think really? that like. Yeah. Okay. I was, like, upset for her. I mean, conceptually, her. yes. <laughs> yeah. In the way that, like, I wasn't upset for, like, I think by then a janitor had been killed, and, like, Yeah, who the cares? guy like, in the security room who had, like, a donut. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until somebody just, like, brutally has their head blown off that I was like, what is this movie? And it kind of gave me the same sort of, like, off-kilter, like, uncomfortableness that I think good horror does. Hmm. It's almost like it's less about this movie creating scares that made me jump, and more about this movie 
creating this tension of just like, I don't know what's going to happen next. And there really isn't another moment like that. There's like a girl gets lit on fire by the robots or something. And that's yeah. like not great. Well, especially because like, that character up until that point, she was really annoying. Like they go into the vents and the other two, they say, oh, they turned up the heat in here to try and make us leave. And like two of the uh-huh. girls are soldiering on. They're like, no, we can make it. And the other girl's just like, it's too hot. And my boyfriend <laughs> needs me. And they're like, no, he's fine. And she's like, no, he needs me. I have to go. And then uh-huh. she does. And then she. And she gets, goes. Yeah. And then she gets lit on fire by the robots. And then she's too hot. <laughs> For real. Yeah. That, that's. That's very much like a, a cathartic kill. It's like that's somebody who like I'm sick of and I'm ready for them to die and they died. Yeah, because it put them all in danger because that then the boyfriend is like, how could you let her get killed? And they were like, we literally d- tried not to. She left. She thought you were in danger <laughs> something. Didn't want to be in the hot vent. Who knows? <laughs> you want to know something I thought this movie did really smartly? What? Was everybody who died either the next person killed or the person killed like in the same scene were the couples. They eliminated couples at a time. And then oh, you they never, did. That's true. Yeah. You don't ever have to really deal with the like, you get one scene where a guy's like, what do I care? They killed my girlfriend and she's yeah. who I care about. And then he immediately died. Like the fact yep. that they're taking <laughs> out. Runs into the embrace of a robot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if I'm not going to be with my girlfriend, I'm going to be with a steel version of a girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, there's always this point in like horror movies where it's like, this is so overwhelming. Like you just lost your sister and your husband, like, like two people who are the most important people in your life. Like, and then you have to go on like the second somebody lost somebody that it would be almost unbelievable for them to continue like just fighting. Like, I don't know. I can picture somebody fighting through losing a friend or even losing a lot of friends, but a, a significant other feels like it's a notch more emotionally. Am I a sociopath, Roxy? Um, <laughs> like ranking these relationships i'm like here's how much human beings should care about each other i mean that's not great for any potential girlfriends you might have or wives like <laughs> yeah i gotta say I'm that saying much they're they belong up there i guess yeah i mean i think because there is actually one married couple so there's was it two two horn dog like dating couples and mm-hmm. then an actual married couple is, and there a, then, is one of the couples married yeah the ones in the car they're talking about how like they're they're married Okay, that's nice. Yeah, those are like the only two. Ones. So they're like legit married, and then the uh, the the ones who aren't dating yet, who they're trying to get them to hook up. Was it Ferdy? Ferdy, which is his <laughs> great name, and it's Allison. So it is so so funny to me that that ca- the guy's name is Ferdy, mm-hmm. and that they're like, I don't know. I actually thought it was really sweet when they like they kept building each other up. They were like, well, what's wrong with this stupid? prick if i've got to meet it like, like n- neither of them believes their friends is setting them up with somebody they'll actually like and mm-hmm. then when they meet each other it's like kind of sweet yeah they, like, really like each other well they they feel a lot more normal and less like complete caricatures compared mm-hmm. to like the other characters although ferdy i would say allison feels that way yeah, ferdy she... is a nerd caricature oh yeah, yeah yeah no i mean they all are to some extent but i just mean in comparison to the others mm-hmm. they feel a little bit more yeah. actualized which makes sense when allison is like the last one there and then ferdy is somehow not dead <laughs> ferdy is just like not dead at the end he has like a head wound with a lot of blood and then suddenly at the end he's just not dead and they're like yay great let's walk <laughs> off into the sunset there it, it does feel by the end of the movie for no particular reason the robot's power level is diminished a lot <laughs> 
Like, I feel in like early way? in the movie, first of all, they exploded a lady's head, they sliced a dude's throat, and then they're just like through a fire extinguisher at Ferdy and assumed he was dead. They're like, he's fine. And then also, late in the movie, somebody just like brings a gun up to the robot and just starts like shooting it. <laughs> Which like, I feel like we saw them be bulletproof before. Did It didn't actually damage it though, did it? Well, once he got up like really close to like the sensor or something. Oh, yeah, because they were disabling the sensor with it is what they were doing. So it, mm-hmm. like, didn't kill the robot, but it disabled Maybe. its ability to detect who to kill, I guess. You know, that, that's on me for assuming there could be a logic fault in Chopping Ball. <laughs> of course they planned it. They knew. They, <laughs> it's they knew what they were doing. It's planned. You've seen the lore Bible. I sent it to you, didn't I? Like, you should know uh, this. I don't know. Did you? <laughs> you didn't check your mail, did you? I will, I will read everything that <laughs> the the grand cinematic universe of Chopping Mall <laughs> has for me. That janitor was actually Ferdy's father. Do you remember the part uh, where they talk about how much damage they have caused to the mall by trying to survive and how much they're going to owe the mall? They were like, we owe the mall a billion dollars if we even survive. <laughs> That is almost like a more frightening prospect. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, they did cause a lot of damage, but they're also trying to survive. So I'm sure like maybe in court, you could try and argue and just hold them to it. But also they're a huge corporation with money and you're just a person who made it out alive. They can do whatever kind of smear campaign. Say you planned it, you do whatever. I feel like it is such a like childish understanding of how it works. It's like, no matter what the circumstances, if you break the glass of a mall, you have to pay for it. Yeah. Which is not not realistic. They're just like little babies. They're just like, well, you do, you broke it. You break it, you buy it. That's not how the court system works, idiots. Also, like, yeah, who, who's going to be responsible for the killer robot part, huh? You can just turn that around and sue them if you're mm-hmm. alive. And hopefully Allison and Ferdy did. And now they're multimillionaires. And you know what? Ferdy was actually just a nickname. You ready for this, Roxy? This I also I, found in the lore seat. Bible edge of my that I just scanned. Okay. I'll pretend I don't know because I know it word by word, page by page. Ferdy, a young Jeff Bezos. Huh? Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. He Imagine used that. all of that Securetronics Unlimited settlement money to fund Amazon. Oh, okay. Yeah. And change the way we online shop. <laughs> Need that seed money. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, who's more evil? Um, <laughs> Amazon or the Killbots? I I think you know my answer. <laughs> it's uh, not the Killbots. Freddy Krueger. Yeah, um, Freddy Krueger, exactly. What would you say is the big idea of this movie? What deep human fear is this movie poking at? Um. So I could be totally off with this because, again, I don't know how deeply this movie is trying to make a statement about this at all. But it's kind of like for the the like insurance of securing the profit of the mall does not diminish by theft um, and that they don't have to hire real human guards. They were like, oh, it's cheaper to just buy these robots and then never have to pay humans to do it capitalist greed in like the face of carelessness like they don't care they didn't security check these robots to make sure they couldn't be hacked by lightning (laughs) like there's no security (laughs) control or like quality control on these robots at all they didn't care they just put them out there with lasers Mm -hmm. instead of just hiring security guards who could actually probably do the job better (laughs) i 
I think there's definitely a lot of that. Like, it feels, this is kind of the Dawn of the Dead issue. Like, it feels like if you set a movie in a mall, it is about capitalism. Yeah. Like, full stop. It feels like it is, yeah. And I could be completely yeah. missing the point. They could just be like, no, it just, it, it was a cheap location and a reason to have murder robots, because where else would you mm-hmm. have them patrolling? I, I do think there is something here that was, like, upsetting to me is this idea of being hunted. Mm. That you, that human beings are at the top of the food chain, and whenever that is subverted for no real reason, just like a more dominant predator has been introduced into the environment, that's scary. Yes, this is very thing you don't want to see. Yeah, it's upsetting the natural order, or what you know the natural order to be, I guess. We want to feel at the top of the food chain at all times, because human beings, tiny little egos, fragile little baby boys, mm-hmm. who need to be coddled. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. It's one of those things how, like, we've never been face-to-face with that. So maybe sometime in the future we will be. But it's all th- theoretical at this point. What if the Statue of Liberty came to life? <laughs> There's real-life giants, metal giants. And it haunted us. Well, I don't like the fact that she'd be hunting us, but it would be cool if she was just, like, alive and, like, chilling. You could have a conversation with her. That'd be cool. But what do you think she's seen? All those hun- hundreds of years? <laughs> How old is the Statue of Liberty? She's she's just like, oh, I get it with the huddled masses. <laughs> I've seen so many of them already. Can't can't keep track of them all. Enough with your poor, your tired, your huddled masses. All right, I get it. By the way, I don't like having tours inside my crown. Please shut the door. I don't appreciate it. Get out of it. my head. <laughs> Next person who comes up here, I'm locking it. Did you have a question for me? Yes, I did, Mikey. So my question for you this week is. What is your earliest remembered mall experience? Okay. I feel like I might have talked about this on the podcast before. Okay. But I grew up in Minneapolis. Uh-huh. Ever heard of it? Uh, maybe. It's a good town. It's not like I didn't and go there for four years or anything. <laughs> in Minnesota is the Mall of America. And when I was very young, maybe eight, ten, my sister had some sort of like beauty pageant talent something at the mall of america so for whatever reason every tuesday my family had to go to the mall of america and my mom and sister would go do this whatever it was and i was free in what is literally the biggest mall in the nation oh my god sprint around (laughs) and eat taco bell in the food court and ride knott's berry farm rides that for some reason featured snoopy and go to gamestop and buy hats and then go to the other gamestop because there's like three and the i think there are a lot of gamestops <laughs> in it yeah uh lids was my go-to store i would go to lids and i would buy a new hat Ooh, oh. big mall trip and then wear it on yeah, the ride i should have been abducted i mean you very lucky i guess just uh, i was fate. prime abduction candidate right there <laughs> Maybe the hat made you look older. They couldn't tell. So they were like, oh. That, that's-, that's true. The hat did say, I'm 26. Yeah. So- I kept buying hats that say, I'm 26. Sometimes I get one that says, I'm 28. And <laughs> people will be like, I'm not going to abduct a 28-year-old. Yeah. Like, that's not the MO here. We can't ransom a 28-year-old. His parents have already uh, let him move out. <laughs> what was your earliest mall experience? I think it was getting a picture with a mall Santa with my younger brother. Ooh. Is probably the earliest mall memory I have. Was it a good experience? I don't really remember too much other than it like just being very bright because of the lights. Hmm. They shine a bunch of lights at your face, I guess. Was was he did he have one of those illuminated beards? Yes, his his beard was also full of light, so it was just a little overkill, but you know, you're a kid, you don't know. 
What, what Usually they have those that? beards for people dressing up as God. <laughs> you know, what if it was? What if it was in God in disguise? Roxy, did he ask you for a loaf of bread? And if you didn't give it to him, then it would continue on. But if you did give it to him, he would say thank you and turn into an angel and give you a thousand gold. <laughs> a thousand gold? I think that's an old proverb. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like be kind to the meek or something. <laughs> sure, let's say he did, and I gave him some bread, and he gave me a thousand gold. Roxy, why do Merry you think Christmas. so many kids? <laughs> why do you think so many kids are afraid of Santa Claus, specifically at the mall? Ah, uh, because it's like a stranger, maybe, or like the whole production takes the magic out of it, kind of maybe. Mm. Or it's like all these people lining up, and especially because if you if. You are a kid, and you have this illusion that it's the real Santa, and you ask for something crazy, and then it doesn't happen. It can, like, shatter your illusion of Santa, maybe? Mm, that's it, true. If it's in... Are you talking about, like, in the moment of a mall Santa encounter? Yeah, I feel like a lot of kids are crying in their Santa photos. I definitely... I, I remember feeling afraid waiting in line to go see mall Santas. Yeah. I don't have any specific memories, but that is kind of my emotional memory of it. I wonder if it's just the anticipation, because if, if it's like, if you were a kid who believed Santa is real, and you think that is actually Santa, it's like meeting a celebrity that you are not mm. prepared to meet, which is like, right. you can be excited about that, but it's also incredibly intimidating, and like, what are you mm-hmm. supposed to do about that? <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> or just stranger danger. What if he demands you pay the cost for all the gifts you've gotten over the years? I mean, th- you're always going to run that chance of possibly happening, so... Maybe if, one year you'll get a mall Santa. Due. <laughs> yeah. He just hands you a bill, a piece of paper. Here you go. You've been served. What's your name, kid? <laughs> That's not how it works. Chopping mall has the same fears. <laughs> <laughs> Roxy, on a scale from one to nine, because there is no such number as ten in the scary basement. Ooh. How likely is this scenario to happen in real life? The chopping mall scenario, not the Santa scenario. Chopping mall scenario, yes. Um, I said nine out of nine killer robots will be made for the convenience of rich people to protect their profits. Might already exist at this point. I also said nine out of nine. (laughs) (laughs) Because even if it's not specifically killer robots, like driverless cars are going to murder the shit out of us. They've already killed like at least one person, right? Or at least injured, previously injured. (laughs) Yeah, it was Ferdy. Yeah, it was Ferdy. (laughs) He's the first victim. (laughs) if you survive the chopping mall and you get out and you're with your love allison and you get out and then a driverless car like six months later <laughs> slams <whack>. into you <laughs> that's too bad you might as well have just died there yeah well i i see we're we're in agreement this week so yeah that's <laughs> unfortunate it's not a great reality one time we were not in agreement, Roxy, was last week when we made our bets. Oh, ho, ho. okay. We said, how many recognizable stores will there be in this chopping mall? Yes. I said six. And I said eight. You said eight. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down. What is the answer? Here we go. Tell me, okay. Oracle. Here's what I here's what I caught. You tell me if you caught any more. This wasn't your responsibility. I don't know if you were watching. <laughs> I saw <laughs> McDonald's. Okay. I saw Dunkin' Donuts. All right. I saw Radio Shack. Okay. And I saw Knott's Berry Farms. Oh, okay. So, so four? At, at least three. Knott's Berry Farms, I was kind of like, I don't know what that's about. 
We also saw there's a Hallmark's card sign. So not necessarily a store, but like a recognizable brand. So I gave, I, I wrote that down. Okay. Yeah. I'd say you can call that or count that. And also Casio had a oh, kiosk. Oh, okay. So oh, that's right. They I, fall into it. <laughs> I think that the answer is one, two, three, four, five, six. Which Look means at you. I win. You do. Roxy, here's something else I did. Okay. I went through all of the previous episodes of Scary Basement uh-huh. and tracked who has been winning. Uh-oh. These bets. Where, where, Mikey, the score. Don't, don't say it loud enough for Demon Bot to hear, okay? I won't. I'll whisper it so Demon Bot doesn't know. Okay. So what's the tally? Roxy, you have won 11 bets. Okay. I have won six. Oh, my God. And one has been a tie. <laughs> so, you're doing good. I, I gotta make sure I don't lap you completely. Holy shit. <laughs> Roxy, I think it's time for us to look into the universal mirror and have a little chat with somebody from the universe of the film Chopping Mall. All right, let's do it. Who do we got here? I'm Dr. Stan Simon, head of development for Securetronics Unlimited. Oh, you uh, design the killer robots, right? Yes, but we don't think of them as killers. Our robots function solely as non-lethal security. You know, I'm actually glad you're here, Dr. Simon, because I wanted to ask, if the robots were never designed to kill, why did they have a head-exploding laser built in? <laughs> we, we get that question a lot. See, we don't consider it killing to explode the head of someone who is already dead. I don't understand. It's supposed to explode the heads of corpses? Not literally dead. But there are a lot of ways to die. Our security bots, like all of our Securetronics products, come with a despair sensor, a chip that reads a person's emotional state and, if they've completely given up, explode their head for them. So the head-exploding laser is a feature and not a bug. Correct. We find a lot of our users are actually more happy when their Securetronics security bot or printer or hand mixer takes the unfortunate question of, whether or not their life is worth living out of their hands. Well, that's horrible. Everyone deserves to live. Ha! <laughs> Spoken like someone who's never given up on a dream. How tall are you, Roxy? I know, 5'2". Me too. And I wanted to play basketball. I mean, I did play basketball. Until 6th grade. That's when all the other boys got their growth spurt. But my growth spurt, it never came. Eventually, it became clear that I was just too short to play basketball. Oh, man, that is a bummer. When I was forced to accept that my dream died, essentially, I died. And ever since, I felt like the walking dead. So when I sit down to design a product for Securetronics, I ask myself, what feature would I most want to see in this product? And the answer is always the same. A laser powerful enough to explode my head since I can't play basketball anymore. Well, God, Dr. Simon, I mean, you are clearly a genius inventor. That has to take some of the sting out of leaving basketball behind, right? What good is being an inventor if I can't invent a way to play basketball? And believe me, I've tried. I mean, these long metal stilts, right? Put them on and there you are, 5'9", the minimum height to play in today's NBA. But I had to put those shoes on the bottom of the stilts or else it looked like I was like playing with pole feet. Then the shoes made them all wobbly, so I gave up, installed a head-exploding laser in them, and called it a day. 
Look, I get that this is sad for you, but there's still so much more to life than just playing basketball. I mean, you must still have your friends, family. Oh, family? You know who my dad is? NBA great, Carl Malone. He says he's not disappointed in his short little son, but he is. Oh, he is. Your dad is Carl Malone? I thought your last name was Simon. I took my wife's last name. My dad strongly encouraged me to do so. God, I hate to ask you this, Dr. Simon, but it seems like you can't get over the basketball thing. How have you avoided exploding your own head when you're working all day with these exploding lasers? The first time I went to use it, the laser went, it went, it went over my head. (laughs) I'm too short a boy to even explode my head. Now I'm so full of despair that I overload the despair sensor. Mikey, should we, uh, let him be alone right now? Yeah, we gotta leave him be. (laughs) I'm too short to die. I'm too short to die. (laughs) Alright, so... He's just gonna be over there. Uh, I'll mute the mirror so we don't have to, like, hear him crying. He's still still pretty loud. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, not upset about the teens he killed. (laughs) Yeah, arguably what he (laughs) should be upset about. Just realizing that, he's definitely responsible for the death of a lot of children. (laughs) No empathy, that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, here he comes to give us the next movie... Demon Bot! Demon Bot. Congratulations, you have successfully reviewed Chopping Mall. Your souls are safe for another week. For next week, you must review the 1984 Wes Craven horror classic A Nightmare on Elm Street starring Robert Englund, Heather Langenkamp, and Johnny Depp. If you do not, your souls will be forfeit and I shall claim your bodies as my own. All right, Roxy, for next week, we are watching the original Nightmare on Elm Street, the very first one. The very first one. I can't wait. This is going to be fun. This will be the first time anybody ever got killed in their dreams and died in real life. For the, It was on record. It's in a movie. It's on record. I got proof. <laughs> I thought you were correcting me and saying that it's the first time on record. <laughs> it could have happened in prehistory. Oh, I mean, uh, well, as we know, Freddy is an interdimensional intergalactic creature who I'm sure has killed people before. We, we have learned that. You want to make a bet for next week? Yeah, let's do it. How about, since it is Nightmare on Elm Street, why don't we guess how many people will fall asleep in this movie? Ooh, I like that. It's a sleepy time movie. We'll do a sleepy time bet. I will say six people. Okay. I will say nine. Because why not? The pact has been sealed. I mean, the bet is confirmed. The person who is closest to the number of people who fall asleep shall be declared the winner. The winner shall have their most recent dream come true in real life. Whether this is a prize or a curse is up to your own mind. Roxy, before we get out of here, let's end on a joyful note. Eh? What do you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh? What's making you happy this week? (laughs) Uh, It's also Christmas related. I've been uh, getting together Christmas presents and stuff that I'm going to be sending out and dropping off to people before I go visit my folks this year. 
Oh, how fun. Yeah, it's always super fun thinking about like what stuff people have either been looking forward to or something they might need that they'd like or whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's always very fun. So thoughtful. <laughs> I actually have a ton of gift giving anxiety, so I have not gotten any friends a gift. Oh, no. Years. Well, we don't. Do, do you want to trade gifts this year, Mikey? We don't have to if that would make it less <laughs> stressful for you. No, I want you to give me a gift. Oh, okay. But I want to do nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, how, how we treat every other holiday, Kutch. Yeah, that's I, that's how I want to do this holiday. <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> What's been making you happy this week, Mikey? I'll tell you. I found a new show. Okay. It's, I guess, been out for a long time and might already be over. It's got, like, oh. three seasons going. It's called Man Seeking Woman. Okay. And I've heard this title before, but... It's on FX. Roxy, it's a show that is designed for me. It's a it's a dating show. It's about a guy who, like, the show opens with this guy's girlfriend breaking up with him, and he's trying to find a new girlfriend throughout the show. But it's very monster heavy and what hyperbolic and Wait, exaggerated what? monsters. So, like, in the first episode, th this guy's sister sets him up with a girl, and he's talking with his friend before he goes on the date. And the friend's like, "Oh, so did you like?" find her Instagram? Do you know what she looks like? And he's like, no, I didn't. I'm just going to go. And he's like, dude, what if she's a total troll? And it's like, that's like a fucked up thing to say. But then yeah. he goes on the date and it's like, it's a monster. It's like a, a troll monster. Oh, he's literally a, a troll. Yeah. And <laughs> the, the show just exists in this like insane hyperbole of just like, he sends her a text later and they treat it like when the president goes down into the, like the secure naval room and there's all the generals like, my God, send the text. Don't send the text, sir. We've got data that says that if you send the text, you won't like it. And it's like, <gasps> she's responding. Like, it, it, they treat mm. all of these, like, realistic dating things as insane, blown out. But it feels so honest because of it. Like, okay. my personality is so hyperbolic, I feel like, that it's just like, it's the first dating show that I've been like, oh, yeah, that is how dating feels. Because he's dating, dating uh, a girl who is so hot that her friend, the anime tentacle penis monster she's like i think your friend wants to have sex with you and she's like you're crazy and it's like no he's a penis monster <laughs> it's a great show i love it so much it's got eric andre in it who i love uh man seeking woman can i can't even imagine what this like enough. looks like i need to watch a trailer for this show because i'm just trying yeah. to like picture it in my mind's eye and like i it it looks insane i guess because they're like yeah. real monsters okay yeah you should watch it it's great okay i love it I'll check it out. Well, now that we've uh, established that, I got to rant a little bit about a movie I like. <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here, huh? Yeah. Uh, each week, DemonBot hires a new monster to guard the basement door to keep you and I from escaping. But each week, we still escape. Here's how we're going to get past the guardsmen of the basement this week, Roxy. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. You got a new plan? New strat? I have been working with a vocal coach. Okay. And now my voice is so powerful that I can knock back my opponents like Sindel from Mortal Kombat. Roxy, do you remember Sindel from Mortal Kombat? Um, no. She had scream powers. Okay. Cool. Very useful. You could scream and it would like knock them back. So anyways, now I have scream powers also. That's great. I'm extremely happy for you, Mike. He has a huge power up. You ready? Yeah. Okay. We're going to go up. Okay. I'm going up the stairs. Opening the basement door. Oh, Roxy. Yeah. It's just a simple lava creature. It should be no problem for my powerful pipes okay uh you ready yeah oh see now he's so moved by it he's crying let's oh. just we can just slink away oh steam coming off his face from those lava tears how sweet 
Thank you for your day, Mikey. That's very nice of you. We did it. <laughs> okay, well, let's make okay. our own day and get the fuck out of here. <laughs>